What up, what up? You tuned into the Jose Morales podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're back in the ring this time with a special guest. Tauro is joining us today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank Gracias. you for coming. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to come. I, I, I highly, highly grateful for that opportunity to sit down and talk to you. Oh, Sam here. You're a legend. Anytime I see you, you're on the fr at the front row at a Kings game. Now oh, I yeah. get to sit next to you and talk to you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's about who you have as a friends, right? Yes. It's not my tickets. <laughs> Taro, that's awesome. So those that are familiar with Taro, he owns Mikuni. He's a co you founder of Mikuni. Um, you're from Japan, right? Yes. What part of Japan? It's uh, Kumamoto down south. And there were, I was born in Little Island, like Maui. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows Little Island. what that is. Yeah. I love your, your story. Uh, you came to America with nothing, alone, created friends, created family here, created your business here. This is what I wanted to talk about, dive into your story. Um, everyone here in my gym, in my business, people that I'm familiar with, all love hearing stories like yours. And this is why I'm like, I need to get Tara on. So well, I don't want to say it's my story. It's, it's God's story. It's a community's story. Yeah. I'm just the one part of it. You yeah. know? Because I'm the best encouragement because, like you said, I'm from Japan with nothing, no money, no English. To live like this right now, it's, it's American dream, right? Yes, for but sure. We could have done it without people in the community. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can't stop smiling. I can't stop giving back. Yeah, because you do, you give back a lot. I mean, at least we can do it, right? Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you were brought, uh, brought up as a child, uh, or your parents, well, how many siblings do you okay, have? Okay, my name is Taro, I mean first son. Last name is Arai, means wild. So I, I follow my name, wild first son. In Japan, people are very, uh, very uh, nice but by the books. I wasn't. I had a different hairstyle, different color of everything, and I got in trouble all the time. And, and I was kind of like outcast in Japan. Yeah. So my dad told me, I heard, you know, America is a good place for you to go. That's what he told me. So it I was, was 11. Idea. Yeah, I was 11 years old. I said, you know what, Dad? I'm going to America. So I started doing the newspaper route and raised about $6,000 when I was 15 and a half. That's why I decided to come here. And meanwhile, my brother and my sister, they all said, why don't we go together? So I ended up paying for whole family airplane tickets to move to Sacramento. This is you at 16 years old? Yeah, 15 and a half, yeah. And you, and you got a paper route and saved money to bring your entire family here? Yeah, because they didn't have money either. And then my dad has been a pastor all his life. And then we found the church who needed a Japanese-speaking pastor. That's how we came to Sacramento. Oh, so that's how you got connected with Sacramento. Right. What was the process like? Um, I'm, I'm asking you this because yeah. I'm an immigrant myself. Uh, visa, the whole thing. How, how it was, okay, I have so many stories that miracles happened. But because of my dad's profession at church, we got a green card within a month. What? Yeah. So I can't believe it. This is back in 85, but still, that's a miracle. Yeah. The only problem was there are only three Issei, which is first generation Japanese members, just three members. And there were 88, 91, and 101. <laughs> They're more than halfway to heaven, right? So they pay my dad $450 a month. That was his pay. And of course, that, that's hard to live, right? Yeah. So my dad, my brother and I did a newspaper out collecting cans, collecting cardboards. We did everything we can. And my mom and my sister did housework. 
And yeah. that's how we tried to survive in a new country without English, without knowing anyone. Yeah. So it's four of you, a sister? Five. Five. My brother, my sister, and my mom at the end. Yeah. Okay. And then when you got, when you arrived to America, what did you, what, what, were you in school? Were you? So I didn't go to school for a while uh-huh. because I had to work. Yeah. But I told my dad, hey, I'm a high school. Yeah. I should go high school. Yeah, I should be in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to find a high school that accept me as an ESL, you know, English yeah, as a second language. language. So Hiram Johnson said, yeah, we'll take you. So I went there. And some guy, I don't even know who that guy is, guy is, but he said, just if you don't get it, just say no problem. I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> Who's your favorite teacher? Oh, no, no problem. problem. <laughs> so that became my nickname. I got ditched on the homecoming dance. No problem. Problem. no problem. I just danced by myself. No That's problem. my high school years, you know. So meanwhile, like you know, when I was 17, my dad woke up one morning. He said, hey, I had a dream. I said, what is it? We're opening a restaurant together. Out of blue. He just told me, he said, hey, uh, where'd you get the money? And then my dad never cooked in his life. What? And then he can't even use the microwave now. He doesn't what? know how to. So do why any- the restaurant? He just suddenly woke up and he said, "Hey, God gave me a vision, dream that we're opening a restaurant." Uh, and of course, I, I was skeptical. I was young, and but he made us pray every day. And one time we're driving by the Roseville, by Kirby Way, by Oakmont High School. I saw a Japanese guy with fanny pack. I have that too. Like glasses, taking picture of the houses. I'm like. Wow, I got to help him out. So we stopped by. How can I help you? He said, I'm, how do you know I'm Japanese? Well, we could smell you. I mean, it was so obvious. <laughs> and we exchanged the phone number. And he went back to Japan. He called my dad. What are you doing in America? My dad said, we're opening a restaurant together. And this guy said, all right, I want to be part of your adventure. Give me a bank account number. And he sent us $300,000. That guy? Yeah. So what? my dad said, hey. Now you believe in miracle? I said, I got no choice. I have no choice, right? <laughs> Total stranger to give us three hundred thousand dollars. That's how we got the money. Wow! Yeah. And then that's my, crazy. My dad had no idea where yeah. to open either. He was a runner all his life. He boxed in high school, but he opened the map. He said, "Oh, there's a dam. I want to open by the dam because it's stupid dam out there in the Nimbus dam." That's why he picked out the Fair Oaks location yeah. where no Asian people lived back then. Yeah. <laughs> no Folsom, no Gore. That's the worst area or location he can pick. pick. And of course, I was 17, but my dad said, hey, you do it. So they said, hey, this hood is $50,000. No problem. No problem. <laughs> this lining system is 15000 I had no idea. Everything worth. I'm like, whoo. I just barely write check, and it kept writing check. And then within six months, bank called us. Hey, you owe some money. I said, oh, I still have a checkbook. Well, you kept writing bad checks. You have to pay $2,000 in fine to realize I had no money in there. So after that, more we worked, more we lost money, and we didn't pay six months in rent, lease. They're about to kick us out. And uh, we're the only sushi in the whole world couldn't buy any fish because after 120 days without paying, everything was COD. They don't give us anything. And bank didn't work with us. So I told my dad one day, 
I love basketball when I, I broke my ankle, dislocated my middle finger. I had an ulcer because I had so much stress. I told my dad, hey, this is a sign. Maybe it was a nightmare, not a dream. <laughs> Maybe it was a nightmare. So can we go back to Japan middle of the night? I begged him. He said, you know what, son? I want you to keep digging. I said, how deep we have to dig ourselves in? Yeah. But he said, hey, deeper the foundation. God can build something amazing upon. And he said two things. It's about who you know. I was not that smart anyway. He begged me to quit college. I said, there's no age and parents ask the kids to quit, to quit college. Yeah, yeah. But it was the best choice I ever made. But he said, it's about who you know. So I started talking to every customer. They helped us out so much. And second thing he said was, do your best and let God do the rest. We built a sushi by ourselves. I had, I had a book called Sushi for Dummies. My sushi was horrible. But I said, you know what? I can do my best. How, how did you guys pick sushi? Like, where did that come from? Just because you're Japanese? We're Japanese. That's why? And my mom cooks home cooking dinner, you know. Mm -hmm. Takes about three days to make soup. It didn't work out at all. Yeah. How's the profits with that? Is it... Well, in the I, beginning, we didn't know how. So our food cost was more than 50. Labor cost... Our, our family of five. I mean, if we study, I mean, we're charging $3.75 for lunch and comes with a free salad bar. Yeah. We didn't know how to price it. We had no idea. Yeah, you were learning on the job. Well, I mean, I look back all this old menu, it was like, wow, what was my dad thinking? Yeah. yeah I mean, he's the worst businessman you ever meet. <laughs> That's why it's encouraging for others too. Mm-hmm that we survived till now. Yeah. But meanwhile, yeah, when we had a second baby, my dad said, hey, I had a dream again. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no, no That's no. what I said. I said, no, 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 no. No problem. I don't hear this. He said, well, I'm going to name your daughter Chio, which she just had a baby for me, but uh, Chio me 1,000 sheep. I said, why do that to my daughter? My dad said, I had a dream of having 1,000 customers a day this morning. I said, we can't fit more than 30. That's not possible. But next door, yoga shop closed down, video store closed down, haircut closed down. We asked the donor shop to move to the other side. We started 1,000 customers. And in 99, Roseville, and 2003, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, 15, 16, we kept opening new stores. Now, family of five, we have 1,000 employees. From no fish, we use 52 tons of seafood every month. Wow. Thank God for the big ocean, right? Yeah. But my dad always said, be humble, get back to God, get back to the community. Without God and community, we're not here. Yep. So that's why, you know, I was telling you, like golf tournament, we have every year. We just had it this month. We raised another $300,000. We're reaching about $3.5 million for charity from the golf tournament. Anything happened, let's say rescue role. I don't know if you had to try it, but when tsunami happened in Japan, it was very personal to me. Yeah. So I asked people in Sacramento, Roseville area, please buy this roll, 100% goes to, proceed goes to Japan. Within two weeks, we sold 4,000 rolls and we ended up raising $180,000. Wow. So when Houston was flooded, we did it for one week, 50,000. Cal Fire, we did one day, 26,000. It has been amazing. This community is just, I don't know, speechless to me. I mean, I can't thank them enough what yeah. they have done with us. Yeah, and that's because you give, it's who you are too. You give back a lot. You get what you put in. 
you know? Is it? I yeah, mean, I don't know. Sure. I should give a lot more. Yes. Yes. You, you do amazing. You, you're, you're amazing. I love, I want to ask you this. Yes. Every time I go to a Mikuni, it doesn't matter where I go. I could go to the Fair Oaks location, Roseville, it doesn't matter. I get greeted the same way when I walk in, um, when I'm leaving, same exact thing, always. How did you create that culture and environment in your business? Like what tips or secrets or what, how, do you, how did you create that? I don't know, I mean, one, one thing, well, through our mistakes, I mean, mainly my mistakes, I learned a lot. And the, now my mission statement, you know, I'm the CDO, Chief Dreaming Chief officer. officer. I took over my dad's job back in 99. So since then, I get to dream all in one for free. Yeah. So why not free, you know, dream big, right? Yeah. So our mission statement now is to be the most loving and loved company in the world. We don't have to make best sushi. Let's show with our actions and words, you know, that how much we love them. Yeah. It's not easy, but we keep working on it. And, you know, we have a core values. It's all new to us. We've been working on it right what did, now. Where did you learn this from? The mission statement and core values. Where do I learn from? Yeah, where did you get that idea well, of a mission statement so, and core values? Where did that come from? Back in 2008, we opened one in Denver. Mm -hmm. And everything was going so well. Yeah. And I, I started getting a little, uh, you know, overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And uh, to make <laughs> story short, everything fell apart. And 11, 2011, where down $11 million, and then our lawyer told us to bankrupt and everything all together. But I asked my dad, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. What should we do? And he said, hey, <laughs> keep digging. I said, I don't think we can. He said, no, that's all we have. Got started, got finished it. Keep digging. That's how we start doing it. And then realize what's more important than building or money or fame, whatever. It's about you know, loving others, loving neighbors, you know, teamwork. So that's when I say, you know what, let's go back to the root that's my dad created. It's about, you know, Mikuni means the kingdom of God. I want them to feel a little heaven in Mikuni. Yeah. So let's share our love each other. So Mikuni United, that's my new slogan. United me one, right? So under God, one human race. Yeah. Why not we love each other and help each other? Yeah. So we made a shirt and then sold it for uh, Paradise Fire, raised $75,000 too. So yeah, that's when I said, wow, we should love each other. Yeah. This is more important than anything else. And that's where the mission statement yes. came from. Yeah. yeah, it's good that you said that because that's actually one of the things I mentor coaches. So people that own boxing gyms throughout everywhere and I mentor them and the first thing I have them put together for their business is a mission statement and core values. And exactly, you pointed a, you made a great point where you said, we gotta go back to what's worked for us in the past. And it's who we are as a, as a business, loving and spreading love. And, and that's how you get everyone to buy in. I wanted to ask you this, what do you look for in a potential employee? When you're gonna hire somebody to be a part of your company, what do you look for in them? I mean, since we're short all the time, we'll take anybody right now. <laughs> anybody, whoever shows because up. Because we can train them, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't know. I mean, I, restaurant business is really hard. Yes. So it's not for everybody. So we, we would give everyone, most of the people a chance and see if they can survive. Yeah. What do you think it's the hardest part about an employee, like training them? What is it? 
like boxing, you have to keep keep going, going at it. Yeah. How how do you take when someone leaves and maybe opens their own sushi? Yeah. So we have a 39 chefs open their own already. Wow. And every time they open, they'll take, of course, four or five or six chefs with them. And for me, I don't see as a losing them. I'm launching them. I wish them luck. And then I just, you know, do your thing. And because there is, I, I mean, I have faith in God and everything will work out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. I don't worry about it too much. Yeah. I wish them the best. Wish them the best and keep going. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that I could see that happening where they get stuck in maybe anger. Yeah, so you definitely spreading the love. Doesn't matter. Yes. Keep it going. What's your, when you, I, I was going to ask you, but I think I answered my question already after hearing your story. Because I, I always, because when you open your business, you first go in business, do you ever experience, or did you ever envision your business being what it is now? And you probably for sure didn't experience no, it. No, not a chance. How about now? For the future, do you see Mikuni growing more? Oh, or? I'm a dreamer. Yeah, what, what my you... CEO is scratching his head, but my, you know, so many goals in everywhere. But how about like 50, 50, 50? Why not 50 businesses by 50th anniversary of Mikuni with 50 family members? Yeah. So I have another goal for that. And then personally, I have a goal every year too. Yeah. Do you know Kaizen mean? Kaizen. There's... That sounds familiar. I think I've seen it in your restaurant. Yeah, Kaizen means continuous improvement. Yeah. Change for the better. So every year I quit something. This year is alcohol. It has been hard because I host so many parties. Yeah. But I have to quit something to make sure I'm not a slave of anything. And then goal-wise, like I had, um, well, I took my boys to trip. I told them, this is what you have to do to Kaizen yourself in every way. On the way back, I said, I want to be a better father too. Do you have any suggestion? And they start writing a book, right? Oh, they, they give you a list <laughs> oh, of things. Oh, my God. Like, yes, I know yes, exactly yes. what you can do. So I said, give me one. And then he said, well, one of my younger sons said, how about, you know, follow your own advice? I said, like what? Well, you said don't text and drive. I saw you doing it. I said, well, because I'm special, right? Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I told him, I'm sorry. I have to show with my actions. Yeah. Not just the words. Keep the, yeah. So since then, I have a new goal every year. One year was... My wife told me I have to work on think before I speak. Yeah. <laughs> T H I N K T is it, you know, uh, uh, thought, let's see. <laughs> what was it? T H I N K. I worked on it all year. Like, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? And is, a, is it necessary? That's a hard one for me. K, is it kind? If not, don't say it. Yeah. So, a whole year I, be, I was becoming a mute. And then the following year, I told her, I got better now. But why don't you talk? And she said, well, you never listen. So all year my goal was to be a better listener. Mm -hmm. I learned how to listen so I can listen to learn, right? Yeah. And then last year was be a humble servant. So I told my wife, how can I show my love to you? She said, well, can you pick up the dog poop every morning? That's what I do for every morning. <laughs> every week I go street and clean. And every month I make an encouragement video for my team. So every year I have a new goal now. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna stop dreaming. I mean, I have so many. And these goals are are these annual? So like the drinking annual. one. After the years, then you go back to drinking. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know unless, it was that unless there's a sign from God that you shouldn't drink ever again. Yeah. But yeah. So I just want to do one every year. Mm -hmm. Just a new goal.
You know, you know what I love about that is that no matter where you're at, as far as success and as far as you're always looking to grow. You have to. Yeah, and I think that's something that you get caught up, including myself, that you get to a certain point and you kind of feel like there's no need to grow when there's so much, so much, always, no matter how close to perfect you think you may be, that you can always grow. That's huge, man. Um, congrats. Also, I wanted to tell you, didn't you just celebrate anniversary? 30, oh, which one? Uh, My wedding? Yeah, your wedding. Wedding in 30 years. 30 yes. years, right? Yeah. So what's the secret to a healthy marriage? I want to know your tips. I don't know. You should ask her. She's a very patient woman <laughs> to start with. I mean, she has to put up with me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just, see, every morning I send a devotion to my kids mm -hmm. for the last 11 years. And then because I want to communicate with them. In a text? Text, yeah. yeah. And then my friends say, can you send it to me so I can send it to my kid? Now I send it <laughs> about 50 people every morning right now. What? For the last 11 years, every morning. So yesterday I talked about why I never argue with my wife. I never argue once, fought once with my wife. Really? Yeah, so I was listening. Why? why? I can share with you. Share it. Let's hear it. Well, I got to Yeah, get it, get it, get it. Let's go, let's go. I want to hear this one. This one's good. I think we can all learn from this one because uh, uh, I know a lot of husbands out there, including myself, we have a hard time with this one. Uh, never argue because she's very patient and she has to. Mm -hmm. Two, I can't find any reason to argue even I try. So I, I did try. I said, what can I argue about? I couldn't find anything. And then three, she's right most of the times anyway. And it, it, it's, it wasn't worth it to even argue. Number four, I'd rather be peaceful and share every moment with her than being right. So I don't really care about being right, you know? Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't know. I don't care about, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that answered your question. No, it did. And you do these every morning? Every morning, yeah. That's awesome. And then I think one thing my wife told me was, when I got married, I'm, I'm all over. And then that my sister and my mom was asking her, how do you put up with your husband, which is me? I was behind the stairs. I said, ooh, I wanted to hear this. She said, oh, it's easy. Just lower your expectation. I said, what? <laughs> is it a compliment or not? But she's so smart. You know, if you have too high of expectation, you'll be disappointed, right? Yeah. So I told my kids too, hey, I don't have much expectation. This is what I would like you to do. It's all up to you. Mm -hmm. And then whatever they did, they all graduated from college, which I couldn't. Um, they all have, I mean, amazing faith in God. I mean, it's more than I ever expected. Yeah. So I just. And these are all things you instilled in them. These are all things you taught them. I don't know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That your dad brought back to you. You know, keep digging. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I want to ask you another restaurant question. What do you look for? Oh no, what makes a good sushi chef? Like what's, what's somebody like, oh yeah, that's a good sushi chef. Well, some people think it's all about skills. Mm -hmm. We have some skilled chefs. Yeah. But for me, at the bar, you have to be able to communicate with the customer what they want, we, we be able to serve it too. Yeah. And also for me, to be a head chef, you have to have a leadership. That's so important to me. It's just not like, you know, just hitting the head of the chef, you're, you're not doing right. They, I want them to be a leader people are looking up to. Yeah. So for me, true all-around sushi chef should be able to communicate, show the leadership, and skills. And skills.
Um, it's I, I've talked to people. It's like an art. Yeah. You you you're you're putting an art together. What is the most difficult role to make at Makuni? So we have 160 chefs, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what nigiri is? Rice and just fish on the top? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's looked the simplest. But that's why it's the hardest. Dude. Oh, really? I would never guess that. Would I'll be. say maybe about 10 chefs out of 160 chefs can make how I like it. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you like it? Because you have to, when you make it, you don't just form the rice. You have to have a perfect firmness to it perfect size on every fish it's a little different too and then you make you make an air pocket on the rice so when you eat it, it falls apart nicely and two have to become one flesh like has to be one unit yeah and then that when you eat it you can tell it's too hard too soft i mean it's amazing skill because you have to do millions of times same move to get the right pressure on the rice Wow. I mean, this is, that's why I don't know if you saw the Netflix, Jiro, uh, Dream of Sushi. I haven't He's been doing it. since like eight or nine till about 90, whatever, 80 years old. He's still trying to make perfect wow. nigiri. So wow. it's never ending. Kaizen, right? Yep. Yeah. Always, always improving. Yeah. Which was your favorite role? Yours. Depends on the mood. If I feel like Mexican, I just have a ceviche roll. Yeah. If I feel like Italian, I just have a mozzarella cheese and torch it with a basil. So it depends on the mood. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you. Yeah. I I growing up never gave sushi a try, and I was scared of it. And I just said I didn't like it. That's right? normal. And because of that, I always just said I don't like sushi. And I went for lunch. Uh, it was a business meeting for lunch one day, and the person that I was meeting wanted to go to Mikuni, and I didn't want to be like no. You know, I was like, all right, let's go. So I went to Mikuni. First time ever going to a sushi place. Actually, no. Second time. The first place I went to, I didn't like it. And, um, and I was just there, and what I did is I asked the chef, I said, I'm like, I'm not a big fan of sushi. Make me something that's going to make me fall in love with sushi and is going to make me want to come back. And he was like, no problem. No problem. Maybe you taught him. <laughs> but he said, no problem. I got you. He made the Benjamin roll. Benjamin. Yes, and I loved it. The little of peppers. Yeah, that thing was so good. He was spot on, though. After that, that is still to this day my favorite role in Makuni. I love, I love the Benjamin role. Well, when we opened in 85, let's say 87, my, I was in high school. I begged my friend in high school to try it. Zero friend. Really? Nobody wanted to try it. Why? So back then, nobody eats sushi. Yeah, so. And then the people came in. What's this? Oh, sushi bar. Ooh, mm. I hate it. What do you like? Hot dog. No problem. <laughs> I go to the liquor store, get a hot dog, made a hot dog roll and serve with the ketchup and mustard. One guy said, I like hamburger. I just made a hamburger with miso in it. I call it miso happy burger roll. So that's how I kept making new rolls for every customer, how they wanted it. Yeah, I yeah. Like that. we had about 300 rolls back then. Wow. How do you make, how do you create? Yeah, that's Customer tell me, like Marilyn, she said, I don't like scalloped crab and shrimp. Okay, let's call it Marilyn Monroe. So DMC roll too. I saw Demarcus, what do you like? Lobster. Okay, how about this? How about that? We just keep creating new yeah. ones, right? So like about 10 years ago, Oakmont High School, I graduated, ended up graduating from there. They called me, hey, can you talk to our sushi club? I said, what? I couldn't make even one person, my friend, eat sushi. Now you're going to call me to talk to them? So I went there and 70 kids with Mikuni shirt on. I cried. 
I said, wow, war has changed. <laughs> yeah. You did that. Congratulations. You did that. No, but I go to to high school, high school to talk about this, to talk about business. Yeah. So, you know, McDonald, you got to start young, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, How, why, when you, when I'm on your Instagram and you have, you're talking about love and kind, does this all come down to the way you were raised or is it because of Kaizen and, and Mikuni or is it all blended into one? Because every time I go down your page, I always see you talking about love, kindness. Like, I've, is that where? I wasn't like that. No. When, when, when I was a teenager, I should be doing a boxing. I was so short temper. Oh, really? I used to throw sushi at my sister and customers <laughs> had to stop her fight. Really? Because I was like, I was ready to punch somebody. I was always... Upset. I can't picture you being. I can't man. either now. Yeah, you're too happy. Yeah, my dad said that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn how to be happy. So I tried so many ways to make myself happy. I yeah. mean, if somebody cut me off on the freeway now, I'll say, "Hey, thank you for not hitting me. I'm gonna pray for you." I'm so <laughs> opposite. Opposite. But meanwhile, one lady from the Facebook said, "Hey, I had a dream about you." I said, "Well, I'm married." She said, no, I got to tell you this. I said, okay, come to my parents' house. So she did. And she said, you have to be the most joyous man. I said, what's the difference between, you know, happy and joy, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I don't have to choose to be happy anymore. I asked God, just give me joy from within. Since then, more I share like this, God fills me up even more with joy. People say, oh, your cup is half full. I say, you know what? I have a bucket overflowing 24 seven. So now I don't know what to do with myself with all the love and joy from coming within. That's why I love sharing. Think about this opportunity, I can't stop. Yeah. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to go. You're ready. Yeah. I can tell, you're very happy. It's contagious to see. On, on I was so happy I went to the corporate office instead of coming here. I know, <laughs> I was like, where's he at? Where's he at? No, no, it's okay. Uh, he, yeah, I, I'm just grateful I got to sit down and talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you, so I'm grateful for this opportunity. Oh, thank you for your legend. Um, what? I, this is a personal question. Yes. I want to know this. Why or what? What made you such a big Kings fan? Or when did it start? Well, um, Sacramento embraced me, right? Yeah. I came here '85. Kings came '85 too. Yeah. And. I mean, I didn't know how to play basketball till I come here, till yeah. I came here. And then at the park, lunch break, I learned how to play basketball. Uh. So I got into the basketball and it was naturally, people invite me to go to the game. That's how I learned how to love the Kings. In 99, we went to Minnesota against Kings in Tokyo. So I went with Grand Napier back then, uh, Jeff Petrie, GM, all the people were there. So we went together so I can show them all about Japan. And so that's how we got really, that's before the winning all these yeah, yeah. games. It was, it was amazing ride with them too. It has been a long years before the playoff this time, but yeah, yeah I was- And that's so where the love for the Kings yeah. became. And, and grew. We're connected, yeah. Yeah, and now you're all about it. I yep. love, yes. Um, all right, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you some random questions. Okay. Uh, but first, is there any tip you can give somebody if they're young, looking for a career change or getting out of high school, what tip would you give that person listening to you right now uh, to? Well, other than don't give up, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But our logo, 
I don't know if you see right here, has a cross in the middle of it, goes to Christians, and there's two Ps. Oh, yeah. And then everybody has different Ps. My dad asked me, what do you think your Ps are? I said, hey, business, we have to have some profit. I don't mind prosperity. I was young. How about pleasure? Yeah, pleasure. <laughs> he said, you're out of here. My mom said, how about pray for peace? That's nice, but that's not it. And then his P was purpose and praise. So you've got to have a purpose for everything you do, right? And so that's, my dad told me, why are you here? Why, why do you work? Why? You have to find out why, and you have to have a purpose for your life. So my dad was really on whole family to have the same purpose in, yeah. our, in our life at work. So that's why it was so easy for us to work together. Yeah. That's, I like that. And I like that it's in your logo. Yeah, but I told my wife, she's Japanese. She's very patient, polite. Not like me. She's very punctual. <laughs> Not like you. <laughs> no, you're good. If you have, there's another random question. Yes. If you have someone coming to visit you in Sacramento from somewhere else and you want to show them a good time in our area, Play, plan a day out. What is a day with Taro in Sacramento like? Well, we just had a guest from Japan. Mm -hmm. They make sushi knives. Amazing. One lady does uh, engraving all the knives. Very famous people. So they came and three days. I said, what do you want to do? Can I take to Tahoe? It's so beautiful. This. They said, I want to see Omikuni. <laughs> and then I want to play golf every morning. That's all I did. Golf in the morning, eat at Mikuni. <laughs> golf in the morning. Eight out of Mikunis. Yeah, that's what we did, but... How many Mikunis in our area? We have only nine right now. In our area? Yeah. But then I also saw one in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, yeah. So eight in Sacramento, one in Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to come to Sacramento, now you know what to do. You're going to play golf no, no, no. and eat at Mikunis. That's what they wanted to do. That's what they wanted to do. They should come here to train no, so they good. can eat more sushi. I like that, though. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you some IG questions. These are some questions people wanted to okay. hear from you. Uh, what inspired you to continue your career when you face setbacks and doubt? Wow. I mean, too many of them, right? Mm -hmm. What I mean, inspired I, you? What inspired you to keep going? Did you have something that you saw? Was it your dad telling you to keep digging? Was it your faith? What inspired you to keep going? Mm, good question. Yeah, this is, these are some good questions. There's one that you well, can ask about. Well, like Mikuni, M-I-K-U-N-I. I have a core value with the, those alphabet. Mm -hmm. M is motivate ourselves to do the best. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about that on the encouragement video next month. Okay. So they can watch it. All right. <laughs> Where do we watch this video? Uh, I just post on my IG. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right. The next question is, where do you get your fashion inspiration from? Fashion? Yeah. Have you seen my dad? I haven't. No, I haven't seen your dad. Oh, I'll send you some pictures. Oh, your dad? But that's where you get the fashion Well, from? the thing is, we don't really care what people think. Yeah. We just wear whatever we want. We're in America, too. Yeah. In Japan, people are more harsh about it. But here, I can change my hair color every three months. Yeah. I can wear anything I want. Yeah. And I you it. always have I love different it. color, hair, oh, yeah. everything. Uh, so you just, you, your inspiration, where does it come from? You just. No, just be. Myself. Be, you, be yourself. All right, that's fair. Um, somebody asks, who has more shoes, Jose or Taro? I don't know. How many do you have? Not as much as you. I think you win. I think you win. I don't know. I was counting 
the other day. Oh, okay, let's hear him. I have more than my wife, all four kids combined. Oh, dang. How many is that? Let's hear the number. Nike sent me free shoes, and then my friend Vine, they give me free shoes. Oh, how'd you get Nike to send you free shoes? How do you sign up for that? It's about who you know, right? Man, I need to hang out with them. Oh, every time I get a, uh, they come up with a new golf Jordan shoes, I get it. It's, it's amazing, yeah. So you play a lot of golf, I'm assuming. I do. A lot. That's, what's your that's favorite, how I meet What's your favorite too? course out here? Well, I'm a member of a couple of courses, but it's not about course I play, who I play with. Yeah, that's that what makes, makes it fun. more fun, yeah. All right, who's your golf buddies? Shout them out, shout them out. I have too many, but like Brian Bullard, Phil Holtz, I don't know if you yeah. know him. Uh, he's part of the King's ownership, right? Yes. Yeah, Tim Kwan. Those guys were going next week to BMW Championship yeah. in uh, South Carolina. We're playing Pro-Am. Um, we're taking Phil's jet. I mean, it's, it's a fun trip, too. Damn. And then I get to know more people out there. And then they're asking us to open Mikuni there, too. Do we have it. an investor and everything, but I don't know. We'll see. You could do it. I believe in you. Do it. Keep dreaming. Yeah, keep I'll dreaming. keep dreaming. Yeah. But I need my team to also, work with me too. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. How do you handle all that? How do you how do you separate yourself and how do you shut business down? Uh, that's one thing I have a hard time with. Like when I get home, it's very hard for me to turn off my phone and not think about work and just be all about my kids, all about my wife, all about this. How do you do it? Oh, uh, it's all about Balance the act, right? So another goal I have, funny thing is, to quit, I'm not going to buy one sneaker next year. That's my goal. <laughs> next year, no sneaker? You're not going to buy no shoes? Nothing. But Nike I want to make sure I'm not. Well, Nike can I'll, give them to I'll you. get a free one. Yeah, but you're not buying them. I'm not buying any. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Next year goal, you said? Yeah. About. What, do you have no idea? Who comes up with these goals? I I just pray and then ask God give me some. Yeah, yeah. So What's next your... year, well, this year goal is uh, goal is right now is be a cheerful giver while living. So I I negotiate with my wife that we're gonna give five percent more donation uh, for the next five years. Yeah. And also I want to donate my time and skill, so I donate a lot of charity event. Uh, dinner for like 20 mm. and they sell for, let's say $5,000, everything goes to a charity. Huh. That's what I'm doing oh, that's good. this year. And then next year, I already have a goal, but not finished yet. Yeah. I'm excited. So before year ends, I already have something to look forward, look forward to, to for the following to year. improve myself yeah. in every way. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to throw in there one of these days, boxing class. Well, I have to keep under 190. I have a physical goals too. Yeah, see? Like three years ago, I wanted to do a half marathon three times. I did it. Three times? Oh, it was not for me. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> but if I set the goal, I have to do it. You'll one. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there, how can people stay in touch with you? What's, what's your Instagram? Tell them your Instagram. Uh, Mikuni Taro. Yep, on Instagram. Anything else? Twitter, Facebook? Yeah, or? we have Twitter. I have four Facebook pages. They only give you 5,000 friends, right? Oh, really? So everything's the same, Mikuni Taro? No, I mean, for Facebook page, has all different names. Oh, okay. And then uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, and the, mo the one you use the most, is it Instagram or is it? Um, I just randomly use it. Too. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, but my goal, another goal I have is not to go over 12 hours a On day in screen time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's my goal this year too. Yeah, it could be easy. You can get stuck there very easily. Easily. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to add or anything you want to say to the people listening before we no, end the No, I just want to thank, of course, God and thank our community. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I can pay back to our community, but I'll do my best to keep giving back. Because one, you know, people never ask me if I ever pay the guy back the, who initially gave us the money. Yeah. And I asked, well, for a while I was paying $100 a month. I don't know how long it would take to pay back 300000 but... You know, I, after we pay him back, almost double, we ask him, can you come here to see what you have done with my, for my family, for the community? He said he's busy, so I finished the first book. I mentioned his name. I was so excited to give to him. I went to Japan and found out he was already gone. That's why I believe in pay it forward. I don't have to expect a return from people who I help. So every charity organization, I want to make sure they can pay us back. Yeah. You know, we want to just do good to others without any expectation. That's yeah. another thing I'm working on. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Wow. That's deep. I like that, man. I like that. Takeaways from this episode, before we end it, I want to say two things that I got from this. Uh, yeah. First, your will is a lot better your than your education. You said it's about who you know and your will to succeed and to improve yourself. Like you said, I didn't have no education, no nothing. I followed through with purpose. Uh, second thing that I really enjoyed about your story is your act of kindness. It's probably, you talked about that more than you ever talked about money on this podcast. More than oh, you talked yeah. about, more than you talked about all the things you have or anything. You talked about how much you love giving and your and, and being kind and all that. Um, that is huge to me. So those are the two takeaways for me that I wanted to share that, that I wanted to thank you for, for blessing, with, blessing me and everyone listening to your story about that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Taro. Thank, thank you, you very everyone much. for listening. Um, if you have anything else you want to say, this is your time. If not, No, good. I'm just so thankful. Thank you. Everything's great. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys in a couple weeks, we're out. Deuces.